We are not affiliated with, nor do we represent Alcoholics Anonymous. We are simply here sharing our experiences, strength, and hope so that hopefully we can help someone through another day. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm Vicki. I'm Lynn. And I'm Bree. And we are Telling on Ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling ourselves. I didn't know what to do at the end. I tried to make it basic and then I fucked it all up. <laughs> you just cannot be basic. <laughs> no, you are I, not that's a basic a good bitch. thing. It, well, it's part of my MBTI type. Um, I have to be different. Like it's, uh, a, it's one of my things. Um, so you can't even control it consciously. <laughs> it's just I can't. in your DNA. Well, and it, it, you know, when I did improv all those years, I was always the one that took it off the rails and people would just be like, Vicky. <laughs> but, um, but sometimes funny things up. happened, yeah. but I couldn't help it. Like it would just, my, my brain would go there. Right. And while you were doing that, I'm like, but I thought you said we were. I know you looked at me. I saw the look. <laughs> <Roll> followers. <laughs> well, um, well, we are really excited because we are back at the house. We the, are back uh, at the original. No home. Yeah, OG. OG recording studio. And you know what we didn't talk about is first thought wrong. No, but I, I'm pretty sure I, I had one last week. You I just did. don't remember what it was quite off the top of my head. But um, I, I could, I mean, I've had a lot of first thought wrongs. I could talk about one okay. um, that is Take it away, Vicky. quite embarrassing. Okay. Um, so basically we have, you know, we have one of our homies that is moving and it's... Um, it's been kind of interesting how the non-feeling has happened and how the feeling has happened. And, you know, we did a, did a sit party yesterday and it was really cool. And But um, I really felt like I was getting um, no time with her or no attention from her or that my uh, I wasn't as important as everyone else. Like I was having so much jealousy and insecurity and like, what about me? And, um, and it, it was really opposite of what I believe. Um, but it was happening. Um, and I was just walking through it and I, and then I was having like too much people time. Like my introvert was, cause we started at 1230 and then we went to that thing and, and, you know, you just feel like you have to be on. I had a blast. We were throwing axes and it was super cool. And Bree is a badass. Uh, apparently Bree's the ringer. I'm yeah. a bad axe. <laughs> yes, you are a bad axe. You're bad axing. So y'all watch out. So don't axe Just saying. Me. Don't ax me about it. I did it. pretty good though. I did get a, I did get a hole in one or a, or <laughs> bullseye. <laughs> bullseye. <laughs> you know, it, it was, it was the, it was the ringer. Um, a couple, I got two actually. Um, and the rest were medium, but it's definitely something I liked to do. And it was, um, it was funny because I did one and he's like, you did that one angry. Keep doing that. (laughs) (laughs) But so, so then by the time we got back to the house and I, you know, the prepping time was fine because that was only a couple people and my people. But then when everybody got there, I just, I had to go and pick up Maya. And when I left, I felt it. I'm like, oh God, I can't be around all these people and I need to leave. And how am I going to leave? And I don't really want to leave. And so just a lot of, um, insecure and basically uh, yucky emotions. But there was a good moment that me and my daughter had on the way there. And I was telling her, telling on myself to her. And she said, well, 
it's normal feelings and at least you're still going and at least you know how you feel, which is something you've been saying to me a lot lately because I've been having a lot of uh, reactions. So, I mean, all these things tell me I just need to get back to the basics in the program. Mm-hmm. And um, and luckily I'm talking, I have a scheduled call with my sponsor today and I had a good meeting and we're doing this. So a lot of recovery is infusing and God's giving me opportunity to um, to grow. A lot of good stuff. It's funny because I also was feeling a lot of that yesterday. Um, I was the de facto hostess and I didn't really want to be. I was tired and I was, I was so tired. And but I can't not do it because I see things not happening that should probably happen. But in my world of hostess, you know, being the party um, entertainer Caterer slash yeah, it's like party. I can't just sit there passively and watch things not get done. So I was very conflicted too. And then I'm like, would it be bad if I just went in my room for an hour? <laughs> but I didn't. I I didn't because I knew that I couldn't. And it and it was fine. And I was very emotionally tired and physically tired, and I had a little sleep in this morning, so I feel like a new person. Well, and I think we were all feeling it. I don't know what it was about yesterday, but I, I was like way outgoing during the axe throwing, and then I had to be on for dinner, and I was like exhaust, exhausted from driving from Itasca to St. Charles to Naperville back to I I got Itasca. That's a like, ride. I just want to like pass out right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I like yeah, and then it was like late. So luckily, I was like, oh, now it's not gonna make sense with time to go out there, but. I was I, I was feeling that the mm-hmm. oh it's time to withdraw yeah. it's time to go back into the shell and it's the funny. crabs that we are yeah we are all <laughs> we cancers are, we are by all the crabs. way and I'm technically an extrovert but I have to have my introvert time I do um, I'm pretty I'm not like full on extrovert all the time same I'm yeah I close think you're to both in the middle from mm-hmm. your um, your MBTI results yes our MBTI mm-hmm. I'm all about the MBTI right now <laughs> because I'm learning so much and it's such an interesting thing that so fascinating oh I want to talk about that which I I know it's not okay but I've been using it Mm -hmm. to communicate with Dave because Dave is a E S F P and I'm an ENTP so I know that doesn't mean a lot to our listeners but basically the way we take in information and make decisions and just react to things is like completely opposite because and so I was googling okay how to talk and it's kind of like an alcoholic manipulative thing too because I'm like okay I'm gonna play this I'm like I'm gonna get down this communication thing with him and there's lots of good stuff on it it does it just sucks you in there's just so much cool stuff online but there's so much to it there is so much to learn there are so many um, um, different ways of understanding it. And I, I, I encourage you not to look at it as manipulation. I right. encourage you to True. look at it as really trying to effectively come to a relationship with some some tools and some knowledge about how to communicate better. That's right. what I'm going to challenge you to do. So, I was going to say exactly. I don't think that's manipulation at all. That's understanding what, what your strengths and your weaknesses are on both parts and then working with it. I mean, that's, that's yeah. communication. Yeah. So I was... Now I'm when I walk up to him, I'll like rub his back because he's a sensing. So he likes to use his senses. So, you know, he likes to be touched. That makes him feel loved and affectionate. So like if we like are starting to go at each other, I'll maybe walk up to him and start rubbing his back and then talking to him. Um, Smells are really good. I lit lit an incense yesterday and I put on classical music, which he loves. And so that diffused some of his stress yesterday. So I was like communicating with his senses to make him a happy person. And I was like, you're happy. I'm happy. Isn't that awesome? And I like classical music and incense as well. So it kind of yeah. worked for both of us. So but. I'm going to do a shameless plug for our workshops <laughs> because we have this new Kaleidoshop 
Kaleidoscope Workshop Series. And if anyone is interested in joining, we have a Facebook page. So if you want to learn more about MBTI, Chelsea Jensen, is who is also our producer, is an expert in mm-hmm. the Myers-Briggs stuff. She is a trained, certified amazement. She does it in her head. I want to get there. I'm learning. But we have a group on Facebook. If you want to join it, feel free. If you're in the Chicagoland area, we're going to have workshops periodically, hopefully at least once a quarter, if not once a month. But we did have one on communication, and our next one is on conflict, and we will advertise when that's coming. So yeah. be on the lookout. And Brie was just a perfect testimonial that was unsolicited, that it does work. And it is. It is. It's communication. And if we learn how to, um, you, like I said, use your strengths and your weaknesses to figure out how to have a better relationship with the world around you, what's not to love? Right. And I got to talk about the fun part. Yeah, that please. we did yesterday on that group is um, the Game of Thrones, what your type is. Oh, she wants to um, brag. Yes, I do, because I'm the mother of dragons. <laughs> I am the hero. And the good news is, is that she does a lot of beautiful things. Mm, before but she the, does the, the bad. bad news is, is she goes when she goes off, watch out. So yeah. people, I am real. Off, yeah, off the rails doesn't even begin to. <laughs> yeah, hell hath no fury like the mother of dragons. And Brie, Scorned. Brie, you were. I was Tyrion. Yeah. So I got to be Peter Dinklage. You got to drink and know things. Yeah, drink yeah, I'm very, things. you know. She um, drinks hot tea and knows things. Sees everything that's going around and can play to people. Can manipulate the situation. Kind of, yeah. yeah. There, I mean, he definitely did that. He can but read he things tried to make well. things, he did change from being manipulative negatively to using that as a strategy to, to, be to a bridge between yeah. people mm-hmm. and understandings. And yeah. yeah. I was villain, traitor, hero, Theon. Love Joy. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it Love you Joy? You were Theon? Uh huh. Oh, wait, what's his last name? Um, Brett, it starts with a B. Brett. Brett. Theon. What's up with this? Theon, they were the, the, no, they were the great joys. Great, great joys. Great joys. Because they were from the Iron joy. Islands. Yeah. yeah. But he can't Iron have love. Islands. I mean, yeah. he, can't, he can't experience the love anymore. Well, he can't emotionally. <laughs> he can't emotionally. Just not, physically. Just not anymore. It, it was cut off of him. Yeah. But his character went through, like, out of all of... Well, they all went through so much character development. But, yeah. like, him... <laughs> whoa. Like... Yeah, he went from beat dog to... No, before uh, that, resentment. he was strong. Yeah. yeah. Well, Even before that, he was, like, strong... With the you know, with the Starks, with the Starks, and then to beat yeah, dog. Well, well, he was resentful when he was with the Starks because he was like because he wasn't a real do- son. Yeah, because yeah. he but wasn't a real son. Neither was Jon Snow, and yeah. you saw the difference. So and, and we Chelsea, could go into- the, yeah, no, Chelsea was Jon Snow. Dang it, yeah, she was. <laughs> Anyway, we digress. So we're going to get off that topic, but it was kind of fun to be the mother of dragons and to know I have that power of within myself. <laughs> okay, we are going to get into our topic today. Yes, our topic today is hope. Hope, hope, hope. Um, and I have definitions, of course. Good, so drops. the DC for... Um, Definition corner. Yeah, hope is a feeling of optimism or a desire that something will happen. And then I did a little twofer with this because I think belief goes hand in hand and belief is trust, faith, or confidence in someone or something. And when I began my sober journey, I did not have hope, like 0%, like negative 0%. Didn't even have belief in the beginning. I started to get belief that maybe one day I might be able to hope. And it's like what I came first, that. the chicken or the egg. I to get belief that I might be able to hope. It's true. It's like it's figuring out what came first, the chicken or the egg, and that's exactly where I was. And I didn't believe in myself, but I listened to someone else who did believe in me, so that gave me faith that maybe someone or something believed in me, so maybe eventually I could hope. So I would like to... Um, 
um, share with the audience that is not in the program, mm-hmm. one of the things that they say a lot in, when you get into meetings, especially at the beginning, is let us love you until you love yourself. Because most people that come into the program are pretty much the self-esteem and the self-love is not quite uh, a skill that we possess. It, it Maybe egotistical self-will, but not that mm-hmm. self-love, that genuine, and um, and that self, that trust and belief that somebody, that these people that are sitting here with us, it takes some time to get there where you believe it. But so, so what I encourage people that aren't in the program to do is, is find a group or find some people that root for you, that support you wholeheartedly and unconditionally so that you can, can grow. Let them know you're growing. Let them know that you want their help in that. And I know it sounds silly, but it is for me the crux of how I did get over my fear and lack of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, they always say, I read this a lot, especially in social media, you know, find your tribe. And there's so much truth to that because once you find your people, your people that, as you said, will root for you, they're, they're your best, they're your best fans, your biggest supporters. And they'll also be real with you if they think you're, that you're not being honest with yourself, they'll be your accountability, which is as important, if not more important than being your biggest fan is having that accountability. You can look at somebody and say, I need you to be honest about this. And they will. And you trust. Yeah. Well, and I, when I first came in, I don't even think I thought about belief and hope. I just knew it was something I had to do because I came in in trouble, mm-hmm. you know? So it was like, okay, I knew this would stop like the pain of being in trouble. Um, so I didn't really think about it too much until then recently after this year with relapsing, I feel like hope and belief have a whole new meaning to me now. Yeah. Like truly, I understand from a newcomer's perspective, like how important it is to have, yeah, I guess it's a good question. What came first, the chicken or the egg, but to have one of them, because if you have neither, like a little, like none of either, then why would you keep coming back? Mm -hmm. You know, it would be so hard. So it's important that I think that we all radiate that, which is so cool. And it's like a miracle that we, we can, because they, it's electric. Like if people can feel it, like they don't know, but they come in and they see everyone else sitting in this room and they're all sober. So it's like, that's like, yeah, the energy start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And hope in, in everyday life for me, um, well, it gets me out of bed in the morning. It, 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 prompts me to do the next right thing to do my best that's all I think that's all ingrained in in my hope for myself of being a better human not being the best human because I don't want to ever be the best I want to always hope to be better and it's interesting how every day when you're on that path of having choices I mean we have a choice every second that we're awake um, doing the next right thing, and if I have the choice to be to make a better choice to be a better human, I want to I want to do that. I don't always make that choice. Sometimes I make the easy choice, and the easy choice is not always the best choice. Or sometimes I just don't make a choice, and mm-hmm. I pout. Yes, you know. Um, yeah, apathy. But, but I do. I I believe a little a little bit differently. Similarly, but like um, one of them is I want to be better than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I want to be my best self today. You know, I want to bring my best self to where I'm at. And sometimes that day, that best self is just showing up. And if I ha- am having a bad day, uh, that ability to say so or take care of myself and know that I need to maybe take myself out of a situation 
or, you know, just, just that acceptance, like Deepak, we listened to a little Deepak thing, just the acceptance of who I am a hundred percent is something I'm practicing right now. And I'm hopeful that by doing that, it proves to be to, to, okay. So the second step is what, um, came, came to believe that a power greater, that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Mm-hmm. And that's what this principle kind of goes hand in hand with. And so I know it's happened before in my recovery, right? So I got to know that doing it now with whatever is making me a little bit cuckoo kachu, um, poo-poo kachu, whatever we want to call it, <laughs> um, that, that, that this acceptance of myself and others and the situation of how it is and this hope that this higher power is going to be there, that I can lean back into it and know that the higher power of my understanding has got me. Sorry, I just and Deepak at the very end of this little monologue that we listened to, he said, "You just have to go with the flow. Let it go, and go with the flow. And and life is going to take care of you. And that's the, part of that belief and hope that we have of being better humans, of having a great life. If we can surrender and let go, surrender is always my big thing. It's like, you know, letting go for me is not that easy. I've got to have an action, and usually it's figuring out what it is that I'm holding on to. And then when I release that leaf." into the stream and watch it flow on down, then I have inner peace. I drew a leaf and a person falling into the leaf uh-huh. in my meeting today on a little note card. I'll have to show yeah. it to you. So I, I was talking today in my in my share and I was saying how, you know, um, there's a lot of crazy going on around, right? But if I go up, if I go vertical to my higher power, then I'm okay. And I'm like, I kind of feel like I want to crumble, but God's got me on a string holding me up. Like my higher power is like my core is like pulling me up so that I'm 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 okay. So helping me stand, helping me, helping me stay vertical. But then Donna said that she likes her chariot. Like she thinks her, she falls back into her chariot and has um. wheels, and then God just carries her. Her higher power carries her. But I like the leaf, so I drew the leaf, mm-hmm. and I pictured myself falling back into the leaf, and I actually drew a stream, and I was going down the stream, and I drew a tree, and and, and my drawing is is <laughs> is hilarious. But um, yeah, that's that's my mental that's image that kismet. I always go to. Yeah, yeah it is. It's from that first retreat where we met Mm -hmm. Dar. Yeah. And you know, the tattoo on my calf is the mountain and the stream. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It is kismet. That's cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay. So I like, Lynn, that you were talking about how you use belief and hope in your daily life. Like Mm -hmm. not just when you start getting sober, but just how how many other parts of your life that can translate to. And then Vicki, obviously you using like belief and hope like so strong right now. Um, seriously, I mean, it, it's just, uh, it's inspiring to watch you use and trust. Just, well, I guess just to trust in your higher power and, and the power of the group and everything like that. Um, and I didn't even think about how much I use it too. Like I, I feel like now that I'm not wrestling with alcohol, I have more energy to be able to, when a problem comes up, to be able to like not struggle with it and to like let go of it and to have an actual legitimate, like I'm not just telling myself it's going to be okay. Like I tell myself that, but I actually also feel it. Like it's backed up with a a real feeling of that being the case because it's been proved to me so many times before. Like I I thought the end of the world was going to be my relapse. And then I, I I came back, you guys loved me. Like now I have this new belief, like this new hope in all of it, you know, like stronger than I've ever. Um, 
which is cool because like I said, I didn't really feel it or or know it too much when I came in because I just took it for granted. It worked for my parents, so I didn't have to be, you know, pulled in here kicking and screaming. I didn't have any hangups with the God thing. Like I really didn't struggle with hope and belief. Therefore, I never thought about hope and belief. Like mm-hmm. I didn't really feel the power of it, but now I, I think I like, and I use it on it. And when you said, Lynn, hope to be better, like I just, yeah, mm-hmm. like I think that's why we keep coming back and why we love it so much and why we love sobriety so much because it does actually give us feelings of hope and belief that everything, anything and everything could be better if we allow it and if we fall into the stream of things. If we fall into the stream. I have a lot of uncertainties in my life right now. I mean, quite a few. And someone last night said something about it and I'm like, I think I, I know it's going to work out. I don't know what it's going to be. I, and I, it's not going to just magically happen. I've got work to do to make that happen. But it, I know it's going to be okay and it's going to be the best thing for me. And and kind of going back to that tribe piece or the mm-hmm. people that support you, it's that hope and belief that you can, that your higher power kind of is already around you and in your life, right? So the higher power puts us all in our, I believe, the higher power puts us all in our lives, each other's lives for a reason. We need each other, right? And and that is that is our leaf that we fall into, right? Is, is that... Um, those people that are like-minded. Like one thing that that really helps me in the program is knowing that these people, even when I'm out of town, that these people are trying to live by these principles too. And maybe everyone isn't doing it perfectly and maybe everyone isn't doing it that day or that month or that week because you know what? I wasn't living in belief and hope for a month. I wasn't. Starting in December through this this thing that I've been going through, I wasn't. I was in a funk and I wasn't believing it and I was hustling and I was like worrying and constantly not, I was doing the opposite of belief and faith. And all of a sudden, like I was talking about last week, I had to just like let that go and it's gotten a little easier, but it's a day, it is a daily practice. It is a daily practice. And we oh, just, shit. it is. It, well, I was just going to say, and we need to be reminded daily. It's like, you know, wake up and look out and the sun is shining today. It hasn't shined in what a week. And I'm, I'm not like, Oh, I got to have sunshine every day kind of person. But I was even tired of it. I was like, okay, this cloudy shit's got to go. And to, if you needed like that little nudge that, that our higher power is, is loving us extra special today, look outside and it's warm and it's sunny and it's beautiful. And it's like, thank you for that little reminder. I needed that because I do really connect with nature and what is going on in my natural surroundings does hold me up. It lifts me up and it even pushes me forward. Sometimes I need that connection. And today I I needed that sunshine on my face. Yeah. Maybe that's the change in energy. I was just thinking about that. Hey, I'll take it. So what did get me out of that funk though one day was when I was sitting here and I don't know if we had, it was at a meeting or if it was just me by myself meditating, but it, there wasn't sun. It wasn't sunny, but it was still light out. Mm-hmm. And I had the belief and the hope that I knew that the sun was still shining above those clouds. So I knew that the universe is still taking care of us and our earth and our being. It's still shining even though we can't see it. Right. And so that's what kind of pulled me out of that 
place that I was in. And so, but to have the sunshine, like that's what we wait for, right? Like these days where the sun puts a smile on your face and take your vitamin D, PSA, take your vitamin D. Everyone that lives in North America should be taking vitamin D, even if you live in a sunny place, just saying. Thank you. 2,000 milligrams. Well, I was going to say we won't appreciate um, the sunny days as much. Like, for instance, if I lived in San Diego where it's sunny all the time, would I really appreciate those? I know I wouldn't because I'd be bitter because it burns my retinas after a few, after a few <laughs> days and I get angry about it. But the, the beauty of these days is that we had we had to work for them. You know, we had to, we had to slog through those icky, cloudy the days. The awful and, ones. Yeah, and work for it. And that makes today that much sweeter because we did do the work. And that's, that's my hope and belief in life is that it's not always easy. It's not going to always be a piece of cake and I'm going to have struggles and I'm going to be tired and I'm going to want to give up. But the reward for me is hoping and believing that it's going to be better and it will be better if I do the next right thing. It's, it is on me to not try to, to, um, make the outcome what I think it should be, but just do what I'm supposed to do. Okay. I love that you said that because One of my colleagues this week, we were talking about the whole 30 thing and she just said something that I've heard a million times before, but it just hit me. You know, sometimes how like the most cliche phrases you've heard your entire life, but then all of a sudden one day, it just really means everything to you. So she said, life is what you make it. And I had been spiral I had mentally been spiraling for the last couple of weeks my mood has just been I've just been in a weird place as well I'm not really feeling my usual self mm-hmm. and I was letting my negativity in my own mind and my thinking really kind of everything was unfair in my life and everything was like I was feeling like everything was a chore now I agree with you that we don't need to struggle. So that when I heard her say life is what you make it, I think a lot of people are like, well, that means you got to, you know, take life by the balls and like do like work really hard and do, but I almost thought of it the opposite way. Not like, what can I make out of life? But like, yeah, meant like, how am I going to interpret something and perceive something and make it the best for me just in my mind? Like life is what you make it in your mind. Like, all of the struggles you're going through, how do you know that, well, the hope and belief that it's Mm going to be okay. So that to me, and now we're, you know, on the topic of hope, I wrote it down before we even started recording, thinking like, I'm going to come to a new revelation about this. I just felt it. And and now I have, because probably if someone would have said life is what you make it a year ago or any time before I was ready to hear it, and every time they did say it, actually, I always interpret it as, you know, life is what you make it. Like, you have to work hard. And if you if you don't have good things in life, then you're just lazy. Like, that's how I would interpret it. But it's mm-hmm. not. It's like, we all have great things. And life is what you make it. And your happiness is how you perceive it and all of that. So one thing that I learned in this month is that creativity and growth do not thrive in those conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I have been able to trust a little bit more... I've been, things have been coming to me. Things have been popping up and I've been writing like crazy. Remember I said I was having a hard time journaling? I've yeah. been writing like crazy and drawing and doing all these things. So that 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 glorification of grinding instead of thriving mm-hmm. and, and, and consistency and just going, I think I've... I've I've gotten back to the to that. Right. And I think it's directly related to having hope that the sun is gonna shine again. Right. 
Um, and gratitude. I was just thinking about this. Like if you feel like you don't have anything to have hope um, about or belief in, gratitude. if you just write a list of everything you're in your life, even like looking around your house and just being grateful that you get to have like your favorite little elephant statue because you bought it because it made you happy or you have a sign that makes you laugh or, you know, whatever. I think that will also help give you more belief and hope that good things can come to you. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel at least. Absolutely. When I'm more grateful, I definitely have hope and belief that life is going to be better and life is good. And you know, the, since we've been talking about the principles, I've <laughs> discovered weekly gratitude is kind of a fix all. It really is the band-aid over all your problems. If you can if you can practice gratitude daily and for me it's physically writing it down. It's not just going, "Oh yeah, I'm really nice mm-hmm. that I have nice socks." But writing that shit down, <laughs> that's what that's that's my band aid fixer. That's like my duct tape. That's my MacGyver. It's the elixir. I call it. I call it gratitude is my elixir. Yeah. And it's also what we talked about last week. The thread. You know, it pulls all, everything together. It does pull everything mm-hmm. together. While you guys were talking too, I wrote down for me, hope and belief is what sustains me during my dark times. And it's those cloudy days because I knew that the sun was still up there above those clouds. And it was eventually going to show its face again. I just had to work for it a little bit. God, I love talking about this. It yeah, gives me goosebumps. I really didn't know what I was going to say. Same here. And but now, I like that. I Yeah. Well, this is not a topic that... Well, you can look it up and you can look at other people's opinions of it. But I think this is topic is something that has to come from inside because... It's got to be your own. You have to come to, it's, a, it's what the step says, came to believe. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to come to your own version of hope and belief. Otherwise, it's going to be someone else's version, which is okay, and it will get you through, right? You got through on knowing that it worked for your mom and dad. Like I always say, I kept coming back because I believed that you believed, right? But eventually, to sustain your recovery and your growth, you need to come to your own belief. And step two, you can you can say it and do it in the beginning to get to your steps, but you really have to like I think step two happens periodically throughout your recovery. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. In yeah. new ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're open and you're listening and you're paying attention to your your spiritual connection, it's it's gonna keep coming back again and again and again to help us believe. I was just thinking there's so many things to believe in too that we get to believe in or that we look forward or, you know, we come to believe, you know, like a higher power, believing in yourself, believing in other people, like learning to trust people again and having a group of people who say what, say they're going to do something and then they actually do it and they're, they're examples of what they preach. Like that's a whole new belief. Like how many times did we not trust other people? Now we're in a program where it's like, okay, I see all these wonderful women walking the walk and talking the talk, not Mm -hmm. just one or the, or not just talking the talk, um, belief in uh, that I can be better. Exactly. And when you said that, I thought it's receiving and giving unconditional love. Mm. which is so huge. And again, that's not just a program specific thing. If you're in a in a place in your life where you you find your people, that's going to be like a non-negotiable, you know, to give and receive unconditional love. It's going to be part of what you need to sustain you, you know, and having the hope that those people are always going to be there. You're going to find them. Even if your life changes, if you move locations, you move geography, you move jobs, um, you move apartments because you're in a good place and you're doing the right things. 
<laughs> you're you're gonna you're gonna find your people, and you're gonna find that tribe that helps to sustain you. Because it's not a one person journey. We don't do this by ourselves. That would be so hard and sad, and not fun. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't laugh nearly as much. Or uh, I don't think I said that sentence correctly. But I know what you know. you're saying. I, mean, <laughs> I was about to say I laugh at myself all the time. Oh yeah, we have to. Speaking of which, can I tell a grandpa joke? Please yes. do. Bree, will you will you participate with I, me? Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Okay. Go Pete, for it. Uh, Bree, Pete and repeat. Set on a log. Pete fell off. Who's left? Repeat. Pete and repeat set on a log. Pete fell off. Who's left? Did I get it wrong? Repeat. Pete and repeat set on a log. Ah. <laughs> uh, ah. Uh, uh, I get it. Repeats. She's just I walked asking into that one. Repeat. Yeah, well, I what? thought, well, did I get the answer wrong? Because you kept saying you're like, it. What? I, I, you're slowing it down for me this time? See, these ladies don't have to hope that I will always have cheesy jokes because I will. <laughs> We have belief. <laughs> Lynn, I love that because it does. It reminds me of my dad. And you, know, you love you, my dad. I was say, you know how much your dad and I connected. You guys bond. Oh, my gosh. Yes. My mom better watch out. <laughs> I just want to be his bestie. I know. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. All right. Yeah, we don't need to break up anything. No. <laughs> no. I want, yeah. I want two mommies. <laughs> two mommies is better than one. And sadly, I am old enough to be her mommy. It's not sad. Mommy. Life experience is grand. It is grand. Ain't it grand? Well, you'll always be my sister. Yes. So, sister, hey, sister. sister. Okay, so what are our golden nuggets? I think we're. Lord, I think we've mind. got so much in this little thirty-three minutes episode. Yeah. Um, I can go. Yep. Um, oh, there were there were just so many, but I think Lynn just having you talk about hope um, when you wake up, how you use hope and belief in in your daily life, just not even in recovery, like not specifically just for recovery, but like it leads you to tackle so many other things in your life and tackle doubt and uncertainty in every situation. Mm -hmm. And I, I just don't always think about it that way. Like when I'm faced with something difficult, I think now I'm going to be more conscious of like, okay, this is where I'm like my hope gear. Like I'm going to, you know, turn it into hope. Yeah. I'm going to put it into hope gear and move forward. So that was kind of one of them. Um, yeah, I like it. I have a couple. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you said belief that I might be able to hope, that was pretty profound for me. And um, then the, there was one more. Oh, life is what you make it. Yeah. Life is what you make it. Life is what you make that's it. The, that's the message I've been hearing loud and clear. Um, I, you said something about gratitude, and the way I interpreted what you said was gratitude channels hope. And um, acceptance of who I am, because that gives me hope as well. And then um, the life is what you make it, which is always awesome. So do we have any final thoughts? Um, any stories, anything that we need to talk to our li- beautiful listeners about? Beautiful listeners. Well, we're going we're gonna to post some information about that kaleidoscope because the Myers-Briggs thing, it, it's, it's so much more than when people just say, well, I'm an extrovert, I'm an introvert. There's so many layers to it. So I think we'll probably um, make sure that you can find that info because it's pretty cool. 
And there's so many misconceptions about what an actual introvert and extrovert are. So there's just layers just mm-hmm. in in that. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. But there and but yeah, there's so much to it. So Vicky's doing some good work over there. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. I am um I am gonna tell everybody about our Patreon. Oh, yes. And we are really excited because uh, if you want to give us love donations, a one-time donation, or if you're interested in supporting us on a monthly basis, we would totally appreciate it. We are so excited to get this out there, and we can't believe that we've been doing this for almost a year. Almost a year. May is going to be our anniversary so mm-hmm. this is pretty pretty exciting i know and and it was so fun to be back here today at vicky's house where it all started you know we started with the one microphone all leaned around oh my all. goodness gracious <laughs> we made it happen yeah we did because mm. we are rock stars yeah and so we thank love you ya. thanks for listening all right tribe out tribe out tribe out Thanks for listening to another episode of Telling on Ourselves. Please rate, review, share, subscribe, download our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you want more Telling on Ourselves, please find us and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Telling on Ourselves. Tribe out.